1: Hi, everybody, this is your cousin Brucie, and you are listening to TV Confidential. And now, not confidential, here's Cousin It. Every Monday, we relive the dreams we never
0: knew. Ged Robertson welcoming you back to TV Confidential. Radio talk you about television that will shift gears this segment as we welcome singer-songwriter Severin Brown. Severin Brown the first white folk slash country type singer signed by Motown Records and one of the most sought-after guests at singer-songwriter festivals and singer-songwriter shows every year especially in the Southern California area. Severin's easygoing manner both in front of a microphone and in front of a live audience makes you feel as though he is singing just for you while his many influences as an artist include Paul Simon, James Taylor, and Severin's older brother, Jackson Brown. Severin has a new CD called Overdue that is a delightful mix of anthems and upbeat reflections that also includes a story told in haiku and an out-of-print treasure. We'll ask him about that and more in just a second. Severin Brown, welcome to our program. Great. Well, thank you. So good to be here. Your Presbyterios, you make the joke about how the name of the CD, Overdue, is literal because it's been eight years since you last uh, released an album. But learning a little bit about you, Severin, it's not unusual. You take your time between releasing albums. I don't know whether that's design or whether that's just the way things work out, but some artists, they feel they got to release a new record every year. You release a record when you're ready to release one, don't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's not ready until it's ready. You know, and I, I write. I've been writing quite a bit. But still, it seems like my last three albums have been about ten years apart. And, you know, that's okay. I mean, I, you know, I've, I've got a life in between, too.
0: Was there any one thing that spurred you, okay, I need to do something now, or is it a feeling when you're, when you're ready to do an album, okay, I think I should do one?
1: Well, a little of both. I released the last one at the very end of 2011, mm-hmm. and at the very beginning of 2012, I began an association with a bunch of friends, um, and we ended up calling ourselves the Tall Men Group. <laughs> and during that time, exactly, we're all tall, I mean, it's a stupid name, but you know what, that, that's okay. Uh, between, between 2012 and now we've released uh, five albums with that with the name the Tall Men Group, and each recording that we did, it was like it came back to me that that I should be doing a solo record too. So I finally, after this last one, uh, this last Tall Men record in uh, 2019, I said, "Okay, I've got to do it," you know. And I started right away, right at the very end of 2019. I went into the studio and began it, and then the pandemic happened, and all of a sudden I was not able to go in the studio anymore, but we did finish it finally at the end of uh, 2020, and here it is. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and and the name of the album is called Overdue, Overdue, Severin Brown's new CD available wherever music is found, and as Severin just mentioned, for the past eight years, He's been a member of a group called the Tall Man Group, a collective of artists who, who are not only tall, but they play together and they agree to write a new song every 10 years. You can learn more about Severin, severinbrown.com. Did any of the 10 songs you wrote last year or in 2019 as part of the Tall Man Group, did they make it on to Overdue or is Overdue a separate and a part project? Uh, yes,
1: they did. And, and the songs that I write for the Tall Man Group, are basically my songs. They're in my catalog of songs, you know. And the, the way the Tall Men Group works, first of all, the Tall Men Group started out as a songwriting group, okay, where we just get together once a month. Now we do it by Zoom and, and give each other a challenge to write a song for the next month. So, Young and Free, the first song on the CD, was a song that I wrote last year for the challenge of. Avenue. We were young and knew that our whole lives were still ahead. And we wanted, we could be. Okay. And Sparkling River also was a song that I wrote for the. Uh, that's the second song. Mm-hmm. Also a song that I wrote. I don't remember what the challenge was, really. But but the the third song was not done to a challenge. So it's like that. Many of them are. The fourth song, Fukushima Sunset, was written as a, the the challenge was to write a song about a historical event. And I chose the Fukushima disaster to write about it. Shifting plates are grinding now Moving little ways Far away on sand Not a very pleasant subject, but it, it's a nice little
0: song. Yeah, and in terms of structuring the album, the first three tracks, which you just mentioned, Young and Free, Sparkling River, and On My Way to Play, they're all upbeat up-tempo-ish type of medleys, although the subject matter of On My Way to Play is serious. I'm going to ask you about that in just a second. But I'm thinking in terms of ebbs and flows. You kind of start up high, and then you slow it down a little bit, and then you bring it up, and then you bring it down.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's funny that uh, I have a good friend who I asked to help me sequence the record. And what he did is he... Uh, he did it a little bit different than this. This was the sequence that I'd been working with for a while before releasing the record. And he wanted to put, um, well, he wanted to put all the up-tempo ones, basically, in the very beginning. And I I didn't want to do that. I mean, he wanted to put I Am and I Will, which is the ninth song, Mm -hmm. as the, uh, I don't know, the second song, or I think, or something like that. So, Sparkling Ripper, which is, now the second song Keith felt that that was more of a a later song to do. He wanted, you know, he's more of a a top 40 thinking kind of guy who <laughs> wanted to put all the all the top 40 type songs in the very top not me.
0: And one of the advantage of being an independent and the last couple of CDs you've released, you've done as an independent, you have the final say over everything so you allow input and you consider input but basically at the end of the day you're the quarterback if i can mix metaphors that's correct
1: that's right and i love that i yeah. love having that control
0: severin brown is on the line with us severin's new cd overdue is available wherever music is found you can learn more about severin severinbrown.com stay with us folks we'll be right back my favorite track on the C D is the third one on my way to play. I used
1: to stop and see dad that couldn't remember
0: me. Just getting just listening to the story, it is about the storyteller's dad. Is that a story about your dad or did you have someone else in mind when you, when you told that story?
1: Uh, it's, it's my father. Right. My father. And it, it is a true story. Back in the eighties, I was doing, I was playing a lot in a bunch of bars down in the South Bay, in the Los Angeles, South Bay area, Mm -hmm. which is Redondo beach, Manhattan beach. And it was a couple with some very nice little bar gigs, but, but still, they were bar gigs. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) And, uh, but on my way, I mean, it's true, <laughs> it's very literal. My father was in a home for Alzheimer's uh, in Gardena, which was right on the way. Right on the way. I mean, I could just go out of my way, just a couple of blocks, to stop by and see him on the way to uh, on the way to this bar that I was playing at, and uh, and my father was such a big influence on me because he was also a musician he was a dixieland player and uh you know he he made all the he got all the kids to play instruments you know very early and uh music was always around in the house and uh i i just uh, I, I just love that song in fact the song itself was uh it came out really quickly once i started it but the idea was that i was I was working on one of the Tall Men songs, and uh, I got so frustrated with it that I had to put it aside, and all of a sudden this came just flowing out on my way to play. And so it, it came out, the, 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 most of it came out in like 15 or 20 minutes, and then of course I worked on the lyric for a little while to get it right.
0: Okay, you just, you just anticipate one of my other questions. So in that case the the music, the melody came to you first and then you worked out the lyric. Is that the way it, it usually works when you write a song or is every song different?
1: That's not how it was. Basically, it all came out together. Oh, wow. And, you know, you know when I was... Early on, when I was a staff writer from Motown, I used to write, all the music came first and then I would struggle over the lyrics. Now, I just... I cannot get very far unless I have a lyrical idea going you know now the lyrics are much more important to me than they were when I was at Motown and I still I have only re I've only written a complete lyric without music once and uh, that was on my last record basically I, I like to write both together music is very important to me
0: you're talking to someone who's musically illiterate. So if this sounds stupid, please forgive me. But being musically gifted as you are, do sometimes you think in terms of notes? Do notes play in your head and you kind of riff on them and say, hey, I, I think I may have a song here? Or again, does, does the process vary from song to song? Well,
1: that's true. It's true that, that uh, you know sometimes I'll even be driving down the road and I'll, I'll, a melody will come to me. And I will associate numbers with the melody, you know, like do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, di, do. Mm-hmm. So if you put numbers to that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, you can actually sing like one, two, three, 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 five, three, four, two, three. You know, you can actually put numbers to it and and remember your melody just by jotting it down the numbers.
0: Severin Brown is on the line with us. Severin's new CD, Overdue, available wherever music is found. You can learn more about Severin, severinbrown.com, where he lists all of his albums. The, last of the, the one before Overdue was called Lucky Man, and we're very lucky that Severin is spending part of his day with us today. One of my other favorite tracks on Overdue is a song called Leaving You is the hardest thing I've known. The medley, and to some extent your performance on leaving you Severin, both the medley and the performance remind me a little bit about that classic song by uh, David Gates of Bread called "If," and because uh, especially wow. especially because you do a little falsetto, and I guess you're, you're you're because of the notes and all that stuff. But again, I don't know whether it's just me hearing different things or whether there is any connection to that. But I I really like that song.
1: Well, thank you so much. You know, that um, that is on the record because I have a, a couple friends who have uh, really wanted me to, to record it again. I recorded that song on my 1996 uh, CD, From the Edge of the World. And I kind of stopped doing that song for a long time. But I, I wrote that song back in the 70s. Well, I won't tell you about the writing it's, but um (laughs) but i i I love the song and i had this this friend bernie who just kept requesting it over and over and over and uh it's kind of because of bernie that i decided to uh put this on this album and also my friend freebo loved the song loved playing bass on the song so much in the last quite a few years that uh I, of course, had him play bass on the song.
0: Well, it's a beautiful song. and It is one of the ten tracks on Severin's new CD, Overdue, Overdue by Severin Brown, available wherever music is found. There's also a song. So it's, the, it's, it's the last song on the album. It's called Quiet Night. What I like about that, Severin, is at least when I hear it, there's, there's definitely a James Taylor vibe to it.
1: Wow. Well, thank you so much. James is one of my big influences. By the fire The moon is a sliver a smile in the sky That song itself was written also back in the 70s. I had this bass player friend of mine named Billy Barracini and uh, Billy said, hey, uh, my sister is coming to town and she's a songwriter and uh, why don't you two get together and write a song? And so, uh, <laughs> so his sister, whose name is Estrella Beresini, his sister came over one night. I had, a, I had a bottle of wine and a fire in the fireplace and we just had a great night and wrote that song.
0: I would imagine as things continue to open up, and the more and more venues allow live music again, I would imagine you're looking forward to performing live again.
1: Oh, yeah, that's for sure.
0: When you put together a live show, do you all, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i guessing that when you perform live later in 2021, you'll be working in, you know, songs from Overdue, but do you have a set set of songs that you go from show to show, or, or, or do you sometimes improvise and play songs in the moment Friday night that you didn't play Thursday or Saturday?
1: Well, you know, every show is different, and many times I, I will do a standard set, but for the most part, too, uh, I like to, you know, first of all, let me say that I work primarily alone, just me and my guitar, mm-hmm. or if there's a piano there, I also play the piano. Not at the same time. <laughs> 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 there you go. You know. uh, But also, you know, I I also have a group of friends who I play with, uh, including the Tall Men group. Mm -hmm. But before the pandemic, I was doing a show every month, and I was just about to do my 20th anniversary show. So this was at a club called Kulak's Woodshed, and uh, I was, yeah, almost 20 years. And uh, I still do that first Friday show. On the first Friday of every month, Mm -hmm. although now it's a streaming show. Yeah. And I have a guest, and you can find it on my Facebook page and also on uh, Zoom, which I started doing the streaming with. Yeah.
0: And I would imagine uh, SeverinBrown.com as well.
1: Yes. SeverinBrown.com is where you can get all the information and also Facebook uh, slash SeverinBrown. Brown.
0: Severin Brown's new CD, Overdue, available wherever music is found. Uh, You can follow Severin on Facebook as well as SeverinBrown.com. Severin, thank you so much for joining us. I hope we'll have a chance to uh, chat again one of these days on TV Confidential.
1: Thank you, Ed. I really appreciate
0: it. Jennifer Armstrong will join us when we come back on TV Confidential.
2: All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID 19, call the Legal Helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number 800-915-8054. 915 8054 915 8054 That's 800-915-8054. Paid for by the IPG Law Group.